Well, hey, people. Damien D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. Under Review, the uh, largest, the largest sports betting podcast on the internet by size, by sheer volume. Um, I know that that, uh, that technical term does not apply to a podcast, so that's why we're owning it. I'm D. I'm here with you, your faithful host, every single week, talking to you about the best things in sports betting. Today's episode is the aftermath. The aftermath of what, you may ask? Well, the aftermath of what we bet on during the weekend. Joining me, as he does every single week, Mr. Eric Rosenthal, and shortly to join us should be Mr. Sean Pfeiffer. And uh, we spend the early part of the week hanging out and talking about what the hell went down in the world of sports betting. Yes, sure, we're going to tell you what's happening coming up, and we're going to talk odds, and we're going to talk uh, what we're going to bet on and all that crap, but there's nothing better than digging back into your past and reenacting and, and and resurrecting those feelings of anguish, pain, joy, but mostly suffering from the aftermath um, of what happened on the weekend. Eric, thank you for joining me again this week, sir. Well, it's a, it's a joy every week to uh, talk about the wins we had in sports betting, but this week it's uh, it's some losses because uh, the, uh, the Wilder Fury uh, boxing match did not go too well for my betting account. Uh, yes, of course. Um, we do this every 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 week, guys. We come in and uh, and we talk about it. We we're real. We're just we just be real about it, and uh, and we kind of analyze what happened and what went down. And and we had a big uh, there was a big boxing match on the weekend. We all we all bet on. Of course, our partners at Bet Online. Dot .ag. Um, those are the odds we use. They are uh, uh, a wonderful sponsor of ours, and you can go there to bet on any of the things we talk about here. Uh, provided us with not only um, the odds for the fight, but like a bunch of really awesome props, round bets, uh, everything you can conceivably bet on. And because it's that type of year or that time of year, um, we we just kind of went all in on that, didn't we? It was a big it was a big night that Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a big big fun night and. It started off with some cool prelims. Uh, I don't know if, if you bet on those yourself. And then the, the walkouts were on another level. Something something I haven't seen before uh, from Fury and Wilder getting carried out. And then Wilder was wearing apparently like a 45-pound suit that slowed him down. And he yeah. blames the loss on that. Oh, so love it. It was uh, quite, the, quite the night before the fight even started. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They don't, it's, it's not bad. They were not bad. The walkouts, but like I'm like old school. Like I go back. Like Prince Nassim Hamed used to have like crazy entrances and and costumes of like Hector Macho Camacho and shit. That like so nothing really impresses me. Um, I think it's for the first time that both fighters really just just went over the top. You know what I mean? Um, and that that's like that's a rarity. There's usually one person that attends to overshadow another another guy, but they both did their own their own thing. Uh, but you know, Tyson Fury is just a guy that like he's just a certified goofball, and uh, and you knew something was coming in on him. And then uh, Wilder, I don't even know what's up with the weird costume and stuff and the laser beams and shit. And like, uh, yeah, he just, <laughs> it's just I don't even know how to explain it, like what it means. Or anything, but uh, also very, very interesting, and very interesting that he blamed the fight um, results on that, which uh, we're going to get into here. Uh, who did you Who did you have in the fight? We didn't go over it last week because we were talking NBA futures. So, uh, who did you end up betting on uh, just for the for the fight? I had Deontay Wilder, and, and for those of you who didn't watch the fight or didn't see his costume, please just Google 
Deontay Wilder costume. And you, you exactly what we're talking about. But uh, I had the favorite, and um, I got him at, at minus 125 on Bet Online. It actually wound up, I think he finished as like a minus 145 favorite. So I was feeling good. Even during the walkouts, I was like, okay. One guy's taking this a lot more seriously, looking like he's uh, ready to go be a killer in Wilder. I was, I was feeling real, real confident um, until, uh, until the punches started flying. Yeah, so, so for me, my bets were um, I actually thought um, – so you could get at betonline.ag, you could get Wilder. I believe it was plus 1,400 for 6, 7, and 8, those rounds. So I picked – I bet on each of those rounds for him to finish it. And then they had round groupings, which was pretty rad. So I got like, I think plus 450, um, which was uh, uh, seven to nine, seven, eight, or nine. As long as he, he finishes in seven, eight, or nine, um, I was getting a plus 450. And if I nailed any of those rounds, um, I won big time. As we know, I was uh, completely wrong, as were many, many people. I had a uh, guest on my show last week just talking about talking about this fight. And, uh, and this is how we had it handicapped. I thought Fury coming into it, at 273 pounds was going into a fight um, that the last time when they drew, he beat the snot out of the guy. He didn't beat him up, but he like outpointed him. He beat him. He was winning the fight handedly without power to finish him. And the only thing that, that cost him the victory were two knockdowns very late in the fight where he was slowing a little bit down. He, he didn't slow, he didn't tire, he didn't look fatigued, but he slowed enough that he got caught with that crazy right by Wilder twice. So in my head, I go, well, if he's looking at that fight and says, hey, how do I get out of this one without losing it? Well, I'd say you cut weight. You make sure you don't lose um, any stamina late in the fight. And you do the same thing you did because you absolutely put on a clinic for you know 11 rounds and on every scorecard, I think he was unanimous except for one judge in the last fight had one round, round two, I think, to Wilder, something crazy like that. And uh, and then just don't get caught by the right and you're just walking away with this. But instead, he decided to put on 40 pounds or 30 pounds or whatever and come in his second heaviest he's ever been. In my mind, I thought that was a poor strategy. He, Wilder's not afraid of you. You couldn't hurt him in the first fight. What makes you think, like, you're going to put on poundage, you just finish him early? I don't know. I, I didn't think that was very wise considering the power that Wilder had. But how wrong was I? Yeah, I guess we were. And, look, he, Fury did dominate the fight, but but I I saw that one punch, kind of the back of the head, he ruptured his eardrum. That Everything led from that punch. So I, I don't know if he consistently just crushed round after round or Wilder was completely off balance after that one one big left from Fury and then that kind of just ended everything from there because there's going to be a rematch. There's going to be I know. Fury for a three. And I think we might be overacting a little bit that uh, he dominated the fight when in reality it was closer to one big punch just kind of threw him off balance and he had no legs and no balance anywhere from there. What, what do you think about that well, theory? Well, yeah, I think you're out of your mind but we're going to get Mr. <laughs> the Fife Dog to weigh in on this. He's joined us on the program. Sir, are you there? I am here. It's great to be here. Sorry about the delay here jumping on the podcast. I had some technical issues on my end, but it's it's great to be a part of this uh, this weekly talk. I'm excited. Like, uh, and I hear that we're talking about a, an amazing boxing match. We are talking oh, that was about so that. much fun to watch. We're also talking about your microphone is very loud, too. Um, is it? 
Yes, it is extremely. This is what happens when you don't have a mic check before the show. Huh? Yeah, there, there you go. Now it's way better. Just stand back. Just get stand back like six to eight feet from the mic, and I think it'll be perfectly fine. Um, yeah, six... I'll just walk in the other room. Yeah, yeah. Just we'll why, why don't you put the mic outside and close your door, yeah. and then uh, speak to it that way, and it should be perfect. You sound way better now. Um, yes, we are talking about a fantastic fight. Um, I don't know if you heard my intro to it. Uh, Eric seems to think that. Uh, it wasn't as one lopsided crazy victory as possible because, you know, there was one punch that he, I think, is is alluding to a borderline illegal punch that injured um, um, the man. Um, what are your thoughts on that fight? And where did you bet? Because we both bet uh, Wilder, by the way. Yeah, so I, I actually, full disclosure, I didn't bet on the fight. I, I <gasps> thought that this was, it was going to be really fun to watch, but I didn't know who was going to win. And I'm, I'm grateful that I didn't, because <laughs> unlike the Super Bowl, I saved some of my money here. Um, this was, in my estimation, the best boxing match in 10 years. And obviously that includes, I mean, so many great uh, Mayweather fights and obviously the Mayweather-McGregor fight. There's been a ton of them. This was so surprising because you really didn't expect the results at all. And in my estimation, sure, I mean, that might have been a dirty punch. Uh, but he absolutely, Fury absolutely dominated that fight. I think from the opening second yeah. that the opening round started, uh, it was just he put on a show. And, and he did. He lived up to all the hype that he did. And and. Honestly, I might now be a new fan. I actually, I, I am going to be a new fan of Fury moving forward. Uh, I, I tweeted something out, and, and after the game, he was like fully singing uh, an entire Park. song yeah. with everyone in his entire crew. Did you guys have a chance to see that? Like, absolutely. Screw talking about the fight. Let's talk about what happened after the fight. Mm. He's a big karaoke guy. He's a fantastic. He's actually been on like, like he's guest sang on some like Christmas albums and shit for like. Oh I don't know who it was, like Elton John or something weird like that. But uh, yeah, he's an, he's a he, not only he's a phenomenal boxer, but he he's he loves he loves having a sing, having a little sing along, which a lot of English people yeah. do. If you if you if you you know watch any of the English football, you'll know that they just love their songs. And they love singing, and he's just a joyous, raucous, large large man. Let me um, you know rebut about the fight there. Like I, so I what I forgot. This is what I forgot coming into this fight. And because they had a couple of in in betweeners before the rematch, and uh, and Wilder like r really really like did some damage to some people, um, but during those like mid m middle of the road fights there that he had before he came back again, I forgot something. It was overshadowed by him just knocking people into next week, and that's the fact that he's not a very good boxer. He just really is. He has tremendous power. He's a tremendous athlete. He's not a very good boxer. Tyson Fury is probably. Um, in my expert opinion, the, the, the greatest boxing heavyweight I have ever seen outside of Muhammad Ali. And the only difference is he's six foot nine and he is 50 or 60 pounds on Ali. Ali was six yeah. two. Like he was on a big, he was a big heavyweight by any stretch of the imagination, but he was nimble and he was slick and he was cute and he could move. But the head movement, the hand speed, um, the footwork from Tyson Fury is just, it's unprecedented in its, in his prowess as a, as a boxing heavyweight. Um, and, and I forgot that I forgot a bit cause he, in his last fight too, he struggled, he got cut early and he struggled with this like big Swedish dude. And I forgot about that. Um, um, but he is like insanely talented as a boxer and Wilder's not Wilder really, but by the way, Wilder didn't, you know, he didn't even start, he doesn't have a very big, um, 
uh, like amateur pedigree. He started boxing when he was like 20 years old. Right, you've got like Tyson Fury who who held championships, like UK Irish championships. Um, went to compete like for the Olympic trials, lost out a little bit, um, but just lost out to representing England at the uh, UK in the Olympics. Shit like that. Um, he's a phenomenal technical boxer, and Fury or, and Wilder is just not. And that's that was my biggest mistake. And so to your point, um, Eric. Uh, like it was an absolute slobber knocking from a technical boxing perspective either. He was, he, he, he reacted to how Wilder defends a jab, which is by kind of, he does this like pawing sort of grab to it and disguised uh, this snappy little left hook as a jab. And then he also recognized and diagnosed that Wilder doesn't like getting jabbed. And it doesn't matter if it's a hard, stiff jab or not. If you put a glove in his face, he sort of gets discombobulated for like two and a half seconds. It's a weird thing he does. But a lot of that has to do with just not being used to taking snappy, um, quick jazz by guys. Identified that, and that's how he set everything else up here. He would paw or he'd snap in this weird little left hook. And then, like, Wilder had no freaking clue what to do. And uh, had that continued, eardrum shot or not, which I thought was a legal punch, Wilder, Wilder went forward to the right. He just threw his right and, and nailed him. Um, had it not, they would have had to stop it in within a round or so. He was being beaten senseless. It was it was just not a. It was not fun to watch. It was fun, but it was not fun to watch. That's that's how I feel. Though I lost that, all the money in the. You you, uh, you, cha- you changed my mind a little bit there. You made some convincing points, and and I, I do agree with you, for sure. Now the question: Do you think it was the right move to throw in the towel? His corner did. Um, he actually now fired. Um, the, the people who, who yeah. supported um, yeah. throwing in the towel, I think it was the right move. I thought they should have thrown in the towel earlier. But, but what did you think, uh, D? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm like a bit indifferent about it, right? I'm all for guys just not taking unnecessary damage. Um, here's the big debate is that because he has that one punch stopping power of which he had to do it in the 11th, 12th round of the last fight that he, you know, but he was still mm-hmm. in that fight a little bit. He wasn't being hurt. He got beat by Fury in the first fight, but he wasn't getting beat up. In this fight, he was being beat up. So I believe it was unnecessary damage. And because of my opinion that the fight would have been stopped anyway, probably just get him out of there, you know, sooner than later. Like, this is a six foot nine, 273-pound man. Um, those shots, even just little jabs and stuff, is like being hit in the face with a tire iron every time it happens. Um, just not, not a fun place to be. And uh, once again, unnecessary. He was being so absurdly outclassed. And see, that was the difference in the mistake I made. When Fury came in at 273 pounds, in his mind, he said, no, I know how to knock this guy out. I just need a little more oomph and I'll put him down. I'll hurt him. He didn't hurt him in the first fight at all. Generally, like he beat him up, but he just didn't beat him up. Um, in this one, that was, that was where our philosophies differed and where I misdiagnosed Fury's, um, strategy here. And he just knew that he would, he would be able to put him away. So he put on the weight, came at him, you know, he, he's a... He's an aggressive fighter. He's quick. He's he's slick on his feet, and he'll back you up. But you can back up and still beat a guy up. After two rounds, Wilder was like he was he wasn't backing up to land or to set something up. He was backing up scared because he was feeling the power. Yeah. First fight, he didn't feel like he could hurt him, but in the first two rounds, he was like shit. Oh shit! This guy can hit me, and he's hurting me. These all hurt. That's even before he took that. Um, massive right to the to the head. Fife, what do you what do you think um, on that? Throwing in the yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think that you're 100 percent spot on. The, the, clearly, the the better fighter won 
this weekend. And I think the exact same results would be there every single fight in the future. Uh, I really do. I I just think that I think Fury is the better boxer between the two of them. Uh, You kept hearing the announcers that were calling the the fight talking about the fact that if Wilder lands one, it's going to do everything that it needs to. It only takes one if he gets that. But he never got that one because of the technicality that, that Fury had throughout the entire fight. It was just an amazing effort. And and I don't, again, I, I don't think it was close. I think it was a slobber knocking. And I think that this was a fight that would be replicated if they were to fight it again next week uh, or next month. So yeah. I'm extremely impressed with Fury. He's got a new fan in me. And, and I don't know how this guy's going to lose, to be honest with you. It's crazy. He's 31 years old and he's got the mileage of a 28 year old. He, he basically took two full years off um, and by the way, jumped right back into it. Um, he's, he never lost a fight. He's undefeated. I mean, I look back in hindsight at all of these things uh, that, that I was freaking um, like going against him for. And I'm like, I'm an idiot because I was just stupid to think about that, um, how he would, you know, you just beat this guy up again and be smart enough. But um, that's just how it is. This guy yeah. might be a generational talent. He might be a guy that we're going to talk about for years and years. Like I, I even look at it like Lennox Lewis was a phenomenal boxer late 90s, 2000s, um, used his size to his advantage. You know, he just had this 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 hell of a right that would come down, this pawing jab, technically very sound, uh, you know, gold medal Olympic boxer, amazing amateur pedigree. Um, and and he, he dominated with his size. He would be dwarfed by Tyson Fury. He would be slower than Tyson Fury. He doesn't have the head movement. You know, think about that for a minute, how he dominated and he beat everybody, you know? Um, Lennox Lewis literally beat everybody. I don't even think it would be close. And that, you step back and go, holy crap. Then then where do we, where does Tyson Fury fit in in the annals and the pantheon of heavyweights? I mean, if you just think of recent memory guys, he would just absolutely destroy them because he's six foot nine. And at 273 pounds, he can jump and dance around, uh, you know, like he's Floyd Mayweather. Absolutely insane. Next fight though, if they do get this down, um, well, when when they do, Tyson Fury is a minus two fifteen favorite, and Deontay Wilder is a plus one eighty five underdog. Uh, Eric, where would your money go today if you had to bet? I'm going on Tyson Fury again for the reasons you said. I I didn't think it was as dominant as a fight um, as many people thought, but yeah. all the points you've made and, and Sean's made are correct. Another tidbit I have: um, I don't know if you guys have been on the Soda Gang before but Tyson Fury was drinking 20 to 20 to 30 diet cokes every single day uh, for a long long time and he stopped just for this last fight and it looks like you know that's that's one part of it but he obviously is taking fighting in his career a lot more seriously now um, and going from 20 to 30 diet cokes a day down to just water and changing your diet and your sleep things like that are really important he's the bigger fighter he's the better fighter and then now he has the habits of uh, being a, a great fighter. So I'm rolling with him again, despite um, some of my crit- critiques of uh, the fight analysis. Well, D, you know that has to speak to your heart because you've been talking shit about Russell Wilson since I've known you. So Nano like, bubbles? You, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have the completely opposite person in yep. Fury. It's got to be like this is this, this is, is my, this is my man. It's our idol. This is yeah, my person. It's our idol. It's mine. This is sure. my person. I've been watching yeah. too much of Love Is Blind. It is my person. Um, I love it. Yeah. On that note, yeah, you're you're 
you're right. And that's the weird. That's the other mistake I made too, is because if you even look at, you know, Anthony Joshua Ruiz rematch that happened where Ruiz beat, um, Anthony Joshua, Joshua basically stopped him on his, uh, on a stool, you know, basically, um, you generally look at, especially heavyweights that aren't like fit heavyweights. And if they gain weight going into a fight, like a tremendous amount of weight, you go red flag immediately. You go, Hmm, wasn't putting in the road work. Um, you know, wasn't, um, checking their diet wasn't taking it as seriously as they may have in the past, right? So that I think that also probably influenced um, the fact that I thought that Wilder would catch him earlier because he would be slower, he'd get tired sooner, and I thought round eight, Wilder would grab him because I'm going, well, man, this guy gained a bunch of pounds and he's just ch- he's ch- eating food and he doesn't really, maybe he's he slipped. Like Ruiz, the second fight against uh, Joshua came in way bigger and way out of shape and just, just looked... You know, he just didn't look like he was a better fighter. He went backwards, and that's always an indication. We saw what happened there. He just got absolutely crushed. Um, so there's another mistake. You have a guy that just, like, strategically is a step ahead of even me, um, which is not saying much, but there you go. Um, okay. My money would be on uh, the exact same outcome. I'm with you, Fife. It would literally just be a, uh, a carbon copy rematch of the same of the same fight. We're going to see the same thing and he's probably going to knock him out sooner. And even if, even if he doesn't wear a costume, cause he's, he's, he's got a load of excuses. You guys right now. Um, I don't know what you think of those, but I've never heard anything quite like it. There's like four or five, just different <laughs> things. They say he was fighting dirty. Who had the better costume? Who had the better costume? Well, his costume had more effort into it. It was pretty cool. I guess like, I don't know. Can, can someone explain to me? Eric, you seem to, you love this costume. Explain to me the costume. I just don't <laughs> understand what he was trying to do. Like, what was he doing? What was it? Was it the, you know, I don't know. An evil, like, I don't know. It's mythical. for Black History Month, right? I really think that that's like, that was his goal. Right, Eric? Am I wrong? With laser beam eyes? I, I, I don't thought he was trying to be a Power Rangers villain. Yeah. That's, that's what I got out of it. Yeah, yeah. You, he's a Power Rangers well. villain. Like he should should be cackling. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know either. But uh, it was. I heard some reports that it was like for Black Heritage or or whatever the case may oh, be. Oh, it was. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Both. Yeah. Both. Uh, both costumes. I mean, if you if you had to put them in a vacuum, which one are you picking, Eric? Are you picking you picking the the crown that Fury brought out, or are you picking the whole getup that Wilder did? I'm taking the winner. And uh, I'm going with Tyson Fury. He won the fight. He wins the costume wars. <laughs> All right. There it is. It, it was pretty fun. His was, his was pretty fun. I liked it. Yeah, it was a little too much um, uh, Wilder's uh, jam. I think it cost something like 60 grand or something like that, too, to like Jeez. like, like something re- absolutely freaking insane. So, um, yeah. That's that's I, I'm not really a big fan of it. So I like Tyson Fury because I like Tyson Fury. I think he's a bit of a goofball. I think like he's super cocky and like in your face when he's selling the fight. But what people um, tend to tend to say about him is that he's like he's a bit of a different guy. Um, you can just see his lighthearted nature of kind of who he is. He's taking the piss most of the time is basically what he's doing. And uh, I really like that. I really like a bit of humility in that way. You know what I mean? Be put yourself out there and sing American Pie to your wife. And your and, and your bros in the ring the entire song too he didn't he didn't stop at the chorus he just went next verse next verse that song goes on for like an hour by the way so I'm glad he stopped but <laughs> a guy like that anything he does his goofy antics aren't he's not taking it so seriously he really isn't you know he's a gypsy king and that's what he was trying to uh, trying to jam out there um, boys we're running out of time here um, but I want to go uh, 
I'm going to go with some breaking news um, with you guys. And uh, at plus, you know, 100,000 to win the NBA championships now, the uh, the Hornets, the Hornets have lost uh, Malik Monk um, indefinitely. And uh, so I just want to know if it's changed kind of your perspective on uh, on what's going to happen in at least, you know, from a conference standpoint um, at plus 25,000 and an NBA championship. Like, are they, they, they had the same odds of the Atlanta Hawks, Fife. And so is this just, just buried them? Are they going to never going to recover now? I mean, it's just another team that the Hawks are going to pass in the standings. <laughs> so just, I mean, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, there wasn't before, but now I know that the Hawks are going to finish higher than this team. You know, yeah. all jokes aside, what is Malik Monk thinking doing this? And in all correlate this to daily fantasy sports and also prop betting uh, for what this is going to do for this team. Look for both Devontae Graham and look for Terry Rozier to start having a significant ah. impact uh, for this team. If you look at Malik Monk and what his true usage has actually done to the team's rotations, he cuts directly into the ball handling responsibilities for the other two guards. It's a three-man guard rotation there between Rozier at point guard, Graham and Monk at shooting guard. Those three guys are the only guys that bring the ball up the court. You take one cog to that wheel out of the equation, you're left with two. So, I mean, if you're looking from a DFS standpoint or from a prop betting standpoint, smash the over uh, on a lot of the prop bets for Terry Rozier and specifically Demonte Graham, which, by the way, guys— you, you want to talk about news. I talked about this on a different show yesterday, and I want to talk about it with you guys because this is a great way to potentially end today's show. Can you believe Devontae Graham, the Charlotte's best basketball player? I mean, clearly, like heads and shoulders above everybody else, despite Terry Rozier supposed to be the next best thing since sliced bread joining this roster in the offseason. Devontae Graham yesterday took a rest day because it was a back-to-back I lost my mind on the air when this happened yesterday. I just like, I'm, I guess I'm torn from like the original OG basketball cloth with Jordan and Kobe. They played through injuries and, you know, everything in between. This is a second year player, Devontae Graham, that took a rest day yesterday because he didn't want to play in a back to back. Like, I, Eric, no words, right? It is a new era of load management and different <laughs> strategies where it's not just get out there and ball no matter what. Um, and uh, it kind of goes back to the boxing match. Hey, um, the Wilder wanted to just go out like a warrior until uh, every, every punch was thrown until he got knocked out. Oh, yeah. And he's like threw in the towel. And, and it seems like um, that was load management. There's a divide there uh, <laughs> and just a, a thought divide on going out, doing everything you can or, or quote, you know, playing it smart. Uh, so it, it's real interesting to me, that difference. What is he, what is he resting for? They're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. What like, is he, what? One game is, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> what is like the rest? Z, like what, what's uh, the bigger story here? A 22 year old resting in his second year in the NBA on a back to back and not in the playoffs or a guy getting suspended for doing drugs for the rest of the season. Like, which one's the bigger story? They both happen to play on the same team. Talk about a dis dysfunctional Michael Jordan-owned Charlotte team. Super Jeez. bizarre. And and well, we just we can uh, we we know one thing for certain that they're both high. Because <laughs> you've got to be pretty. There's got to be you got to be smoking something to to think that that's a good idea. It's so weird 
Yeah, but this is it, man. This is the other thing, too. It's like gone are the days of, like you said, just balling out and going for it. And and yeah. it doesn't matter. That didn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter that you're like, you know, the hardest working, toughest guy in the league. It doesn't matter. People don't care. And you, n- neither do the players. You know, there's a few guys that like hold that, that, uh, that feeling from back in the day of like guys that just went and just gave her and just wanted to win every minute of every game they've ever been in and ever played, but those guys are disappearing. And now, uh, now we're doing load management. Now we're, um, we're, yeah, we're, it's, it's a cream puff. It's a, it's turning into a cream puff league, you know? Maybe Devontae Graham was hanging out with Malik Monk yesterday. That's probably what happened. And he, yeah, that's why he, he couldn't play. Boys. Yeah. Fantastic Maybe. having you on the show as we do every week. The aftermath was not good for us uh, this week, but uh, but let's you know next week. Um, there's only one way to go, and that is up. I'm D. This is the Under Review Show. Of course, you can head to our partners at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code Review. Get yourself some extra money in your betting account just for using the promo code when you deposit. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back later this week with more boxing recap and an outlook for the week upcoming. I'm D. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Under Review Show. Adios, muchachos. Adios.